Hi, all, and welcome back to Damon Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and there is a lot of snow here in the nation's capital, and it's officially being called by the Washington Post Snurlow, Snow, and Furlow, which I think is very dorky. It snowed like 10 to 12 inches. Yeah, so much snow. Make. Right. Montgomery County schools are already delayed tomorrow, two hours. Oh, damn. We're not delayed yet. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. I was hoping they just canceled, so I don't have to wake up tomorrow. Anyway, and I'm Tracy Dietz, and I just got back from a small mini vacation from a friend of mine in Disney. And no, we did not take our children with us. Did you like and go to the parks? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? We spent all day in Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Wow. I, I haven't yeah. been there since I'm 13, so... Oh, my God. You sh- We should all go. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it is the most magical place on Earth. I feel like I'd rather go to, like, New Orleans with you or... It's so much fun. Oh, you now you can drink Memphis. in Disney. Like, they have they serve alcohol at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> uh, they You could do shots, like, right on the side of the Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios. Which What's I the Brown Derby? Done. It's a fantastic restaurant that serves great food and lots of alcohol. It sounds like a terrible name for a restaurant, the Brown Derby. Well, know. it's like historical. Oh, all right. Like the Hollywood Brown Derby. Oh, okay. From, Clearly, I'm know, not really probably. plugged into Hollywood anything or other. <laughs> right. It was awesome. Anyway. So there is a lot of snow. And here in Tacoma Park, because we are stuck away from each other, huh, Tracy Deeds, today because of all this snow. So here in Tacoma Park, it is snowy, but it was sunny all day. So the roads are a bit clear. What's happening out there in fuck nowhere Dulles Virginia wherever you why live why are you so why are you so angry about where I live like I don't understand it's just like, so I have easy a, to make fun of you about a nice it. yard we have lots of snow out here and my uh, my little office is is well set up with my snowball of a microphone here <laughs> it's, it's nice microphone. out here in Dullis I don't know why good. you got to hate on Dulles. Oh, I love I love you and and we got more we got more snow than you got so <laughs> My snow is bigger than your snow. <laughs> it is definitely not bigger than mine. It's definitely not. Well, I miss you. I wish we I wish we were together doing this. It's I always know. more fun. Plus, I'd be drinking with you if I were there. Just me and Richard here doing it up. Okay. Speaking of ice on the streets here in Washington, D.C., Iceland has just passed a piece of legislation making it mandatory by sort of punishment of federal fines to pay men and women the same amount of money for the same job. And they have been named over the handful of years, like the country that treats equality the best in the world. And so I feel like I, I think that's great. I just thought for sure my conservative leaning girlfriend, Tracy wouldn't prefer that kind of regulatory oversight. I mean, if it's the same job and I don't know what the rules are now, but like all waiters and waitresses used to make $2 and 13 cents an hour. That's so depressing. It totally is. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of the the standard. So here's where I think it gets tricky. Like, what if you've got a position that requires some level of talent? And what I mean is, like, you're not going to pay LeBron the same amount that you pay um, who's a little short guy that I really like that used to play for the Celtics. Larry oh. Bird. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Somebody I don't know me. anything about basketball. Oh, no, zero things. God, you're killing me. I don't know why his name is totally. Anyway, or you're not going to pay. Um, fuck. You're not going to pay. I'm not even going to bring Are up. Are we just talking Kaepernick. about professional sports players right now? Is that no, where you're I'm going? Just, I'm just saying in general, like you're not going to pay somebody that's like super talented less or equal than somebody that's less talented for that same job. So do you agree or disagree with the premise that Oftentimes in corporate America, a man and a woman performing the same job are paid different amounts of money only because of their gender. 
Do I agree that that sometimes happens? Sure. Oh, good. That's refreshing. I thought for sure that's where the beginning of the discussion. But I don't think it happens gonna... all the time. No. And I don't think it's every corporation. No, but there is... I don't think it's as widespread as some people tend to make it out to be. <laughs> some people named Kelly Grace <laughs> like Gibson. Like Kelly Gibson. <laughs> um, but so I think that the whole thing about this is so at least anecdotally, which I know you love conversations with me that are based on anecdotal evidence, but that part of the discrepancy in pay for the same job for the same for a person with the same credentials and same amount of talent is different is because women have not been given the tools for salary negotiation the same way men have or that because of personality and sort of aggress- aggressive differences an offer for a man would start higher than an offer for a woman. Well, so I don't know if it's about they whether or not they've been given the right tools, but I definitely think there is personality that that has an impact. But here is a question that I have. So, let's say a company is hiring two uh computer engineers and they're both software developers. And let's say the woman comes in and she has 10 years more experience and is, I don't know what her age is, but she's got 10 years of experience, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy comes in and he has j- just graduated from college, but they're both being hired as software developers for a company. Does the woman with 10 years experience get paid more than the kid, the guy that just came out of college, or do they have to make the exact same amount because it's for a software engineering job? I mean, I think that it doesn't go into a huge amount of details, this piece of legislation. But what I understand is people applying for the same job with the same job title uh, that are executing at the same level need to be paid the same regardless of their gender. Like I have a girlfriend who was working a job and her counterpoint was a man who was only a bit older than her. They held the same job title. They they were um, obligated to... Um, deliver the same products, the same reach, the same benchmarks, but he was making more money than her. And she sort of looked around at suing them for, you know, reporting them to the equal opportunity EEOC. Um, so yeah. I think that that is the level of comparison that this piece of legislation is, is, you know, seeking to implement equity. I think that, that the disparity happens more often in our country than some people think. But are we so in our country, are we more likely to pay people salary as opposed to hourly employees? I don't think that has any difference in this in this situation. So is Iceland all salaried? Are they all salaried? Well, just jobs that are hourly jobs get paid hourly and jobs that are salary jobs get paid salary. Yeah. But I think that they're trying to eradicate. It says that they're trying to eradicate the gender pay gap by 2022 in Iceland. So I don't I don't necessarily disagree with there being legislation that requires equal pay. The problem is, is that there are going to be so many discrepancies in what that actually means and so many nuances. Because, again, if you've got somebody that is way more qualified and is taking a job but will perform that job better because they have 10 years of experience as opposed to someone right out of college requiring that they be paid the same. <laughs> so here's the thing. Do, is, is experience the only factor to... Um, to consider when you're thinking about pay. What if you're more inexperienced, but you got more hustle, but you your network's bigger, but you land more deals, but you sell more shoes or you sell right. more so homes the, or, you know what depends I mean? Like, on, it depends on what the goal is. Yeah. But if, regardless of experience, if you produce more, then you obviously should be paid more. If that's the, if that's the construct right. of right. the Right, but in structure. a sales role, I think that's, there are things that 
make that. Yeah. So. But what, what I was pushing back on is the 10 year experience difference. You know what I mean? Like that there is, there is a world in which experience is not the only factor to determine who would be good at a job. Correct. Yeah. It would just super suck for women if someone goes in for a position and gets pay exact paid the exact same thing, which is way shittier. It's funny that you just like turn it else. right on its head like that. You know what I mean? Like that you, um, you know, I think when I was thinking about this in my translation of this story, the woman is always the one getting fucked, not the man. Or, you know, that it was always like a woman trying that was getting underpaid. Yeah. Or young, so I'm younger. always the I'm always the higher paid person. So if something like this were to happen, I would get fucked. So well, I think it's important trying, that we protect women that are that are actually doing really well. And but they're not lots trying to. Money, they're not so. going to hire another CEO. Like this is not. It's not like the assistant's going to make be, the, the sure, assistant but, who's a boy and the CEO that's a woman are going to make the same amount of sure, money. Sure, but I mean I'm young. Who knows where I will? That's end what up. you think. I'm <laughs> young. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's important to think about. I think about it the other way too. I mean, yeah. Well, rules like that could fuck us. You wouldn't be. <laughs> You wouldn't be you if you weren't devil's advocate. The article reports that the UK reported a 16.9% pay gap between men and women in 2017. So it doesn't, it doesn't give me what the pay gap in is Iceland? here. In In the UK. So like the, the, oh. Iceland is way up, like the best in terms of equity, pay equity in the world and still not, still not completely short up. But it's saying that the UK has almost a 17% pay, pay gap. So Is that on the exact same jobs? It does not say Tracy Dietz. I think okay. there is so probably then that's not, an that's not a very good statistic. That's not a very good statistic. If they're just taking all the women's pay and adding it up and all the men's pay and adding it up, it's not totally equal. Well, you do a little research until we before record next year to figure out how the international pay gap algorithm is formula formula it out. I don't even know how to put those words together. I don't work in that accurate. It's, it's not accurate. That's the problem. You're the data person. Clearly, I'm the communications person, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um okay tracy why don't you take us to the button oh oh which is funny Every because week. it's talking about our button right <laughs> <laughs> look at you oh, see i work in guide to prove it i work in look at that so uh every week <laughs> We go to Google and we type in sexism and hit news and whatever the most interesting of the top five articles are, we pick up and we talk about it. And that is what we're going to talk about today in <laughs> reference to the button. I feel like so, I'm already blushing. Oh, <laughs> so the Consumer Electronics Show out in Las Vegas recently banned a product from their showroom floor. The product banned was a robotic vibrator and before it was banned it actually won a big innovation award um, the product is called O's and it's a vibrator that uses micro ro micro robotics and biomimicry <laughs> now, <laughs> now who knows how to duck <laughs> I know it's very exciting so basically what this device can do Kelly's gonna get I'm gonna tell you all about the device before I tell you all the problems with with the consumer electronics show it actually creates a blended orgasm which is a combined clitoral and vaginal orgasm and hitting both of those spots in the right way the exactly the right time and that is very hard to do with a device because this device does not buzz 
What? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. We're having a hard time over here keeping our shit together throughout the course of this setup. <laughs> Admittedly. <laughs> okay, anyway, keep going. I'm not allowed to talk about this. No, keep you guys talking. Are so uncomfortable. Anyway, so this thing got banned. And what is odd is they said that it was so it got banned because it was either immoral, profane, or indecent. Or all the above. <laughs> Hold on. Last year at the Consumer Electronics Show, there was a sex robot on the stage and they did a presentation about this <gasps> sex robot from Real Robots. The year before that, um, it was a virtual, it was a basically virtual reality porn in 2016, which they had on the showroom floor. So like people could put put on the virtual, the VR glasses and like experience that correct. pornography correct. that way. So when I first read this, I thought, oh, well, maybe they just don't allow sex stuff at Consumer Electronics Association and somebody's trying to make something out of nothing. But it does seem extremely odd to me that they wouldn't have a vibrator, but they would have had a sex robot the year before and they would have had virtual reality porn the year before. So unless they were doing this whole overall thing of where, listen, we got to clean up the Consumer Electronics Show, which they didn't say anything about, it seems a little, you know, sexist. That they didn't let us have our robotic sex toy for women. A little sexist. So I have like questions that you probably won't be able to answer. But is a robotic sex toy the size of a person? Is it like a oh, big situation? Oh no, situation? this is a little device. No, no, it's no, a vibrator. no, no. The, the, yes, but last year's the oh, it was it was a sex doll. robot. It was situation. a woman. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was like it was big and tall with like robot yeah. boobs and a robot vagina. Yeah. Yeah, and you said there was like a live demonstration. Of just the head, of the robotic head. What? They could talk. Yeah. So, so they said, trust us. You could see this head talking, but if you buy it, you get the whole body and then you can have sex with it? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't watch the whole thing because I was super yeah. annoyed. I mean, I think that, you know, you and I have disagreed in the past and I was trying to think about what that when that was. Maybe it was around the Stormy Daniels stuff about how skeeved out Americans are when women start talking about their own sexuality. About, oh, you what might was be it? right. It I actually Kira, said that today, and, and Greg was like, "No, that's it was not the it. Kira Knightley thing." Like, remember that she that women like before they have babies are sex symbols, oh, and then yeah. after they have babies, they're like mothery symbols. Anyway, we've talked sort of touched on it over and over, but I do think unless you are talking about women's sexuality in a sec like a, a, an explicitly sexual way, like having sex or porn stars or strippers, you know, just like exploring general sort of updates of technology and the need for a woman to be able to sort of like execute her own sexuality however that however that plays out whether that's with a partner or with herself or whatever i think that that is meant with more like ah, are we really talking about that like are we talking about that but if, when you talk about a man having sex or masturbating or whatever it's like it's just not as it's not as sort of jaw-dropping it's sort of like right, right. obviously right. i mean that's a thing so the idea that that there was virtual reality pornography which is just like basically being in like a the Disney world of porn. It's like sitting in the room with the with the women having sex with each other, right? Like that's virtual reality, right? Like you feel like you're in the space with them. I, I can say when, I don't. I've I've never done virtual reality, and I yeah. certainly haven't done virtual reality, reality porn. porn. So. I feel like that's what that is. And then like the head of a robot, who if you buy the robot, you get to have sex with the robot, and everyone's just like, 
yeah, that is awesome. Let's really talk. That should get an award. But then we're like, look at this pretty vibrator with really sensible colors. It's very, very small. It has nice curved lines. That is too much. It is banned. We're never doing it again. Like, that is crazy. And it uh, doesn't actually vibrate. That is sort of the uh, Right, it has micro-robotics. I feel like because I work in communication, I would like to help them rewrite this blur because it sort of scares me a little bit as a It mimics all the sensations. No, it mimics all the sensations of a human mouth, tongue, and fingers for an experience that feels just like a real Real partner. partner. We don't need a man anymore. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Tracy. That's probably why they banned it. Stolen Tracy and replaced her with somebody else. But yeah, I think that I do. I think a woman's independent sexual independence and just like general independence is a frightening reality for men, especially like and and especially men in tech in like software, like in that world. I think that it's a different thing for men in that world. I feel like there's got to be more to this story. And I think there'll be more that's breaking in the coming days. But I I just can't imagine that they're like, oh, this bothers us. We're going to ban it. There, There must be something else. At least I hope there is. Maybe you should um, do some investigative reporting and call up the people at the, I don't know, conference and sort of inquire. Be interesting to see what they say. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> and the, um, another group of women that scare the shit out of men. Um, ah! <laughs> Marines. Such a great story. So there is this very interesting story about um, a group of female Marines So for the first time in the history of the armed services in this country, an all-female Marine platoon will train alongside men, male Marines, at the same boot camp camp, at the same place, at the same training center. And as I was like, the headline, it's an Upworthy story. The headline really grabbed me, which, of course, is the intention of Upworthy. But then as I read through it, the, the sort of practicality of why it's happened is interesting. The move is more out of necessity than part of a larger attempt by the Marines to integrate quote, a lack of female recruits during the winter training cycle made it more practical to shut down the all female battalion at Paris Island and roll the remaining 50 women into the male battalion. So like, to me, it feels like, um, a lucky mistake. Like I think, I don't know about you, Tracy Deeds, but I, I compete much harder when I find that I'm competing with men than women. Like I find beating a boy is so much more gratifying than beating a girl. (laughs) I was a competitive skier when I was in high school and early college. And I, and I was the, the New York state champion cha- champion for the women. And so then I was like, Oh, I mean, I better go up against some men now. Cause that sort of puts you in a different category than being better than the women. So I wonder if these Marines will just be like, Oh, now this time we're really going to bring it. Well, so it's interesting that, that you say that because if men and women are really equal, like why would you get any more excited about beating a man than beating a because woman? Because men and women aren't really equal, Tracy <laughs> Deeds. I don't, mean, I don't say, know how many times say, I have to say that. I say it every week. But in your head, you think that they are. Uh, so I think that we should be. I think we're capable of being equal. But the fact is, physically, we're, they are genetically Do you uh, remember to the whole conversation us, so. we had about the women that carried like yeah. dogs or wolves or something across right. the Antarctica? And then we talked yeah. about how we could carry Richard. Like we did a whole thing. We like had a whole <laughs> thing about this. Yeah. And so that's Well, if that's true, that. then you wouldn't be that excited about beating men. Anyway, what is... God, dog with a bone. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah, sure you do. Prove uh, it. Is that... It talked about how there is a possibility that if men and women actually train together, that there will hopefully be less sexual harassment and issues of them not being equal when they 
get out they in the get field. in the in the, I mean, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think the more exposure you have to the opposite sex, and the more sort of like you can share a similar goal. Right, you think of them as your, the same you know, objective. as your yeah. teammates, yeah. and not as yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, I think that that is true in so many different sectors. I think that it's true in. Um, in corporate America, I think it's true. In political America, I think it's true. In in, prof- in athletic America, I think that it's a really, yeah, I think that the less we can segregate by gender, the better off we're going to be. So it'll be awesome to see what comes out of this and if there are any statistics that actually improve the quality of everything because they did this. Uh, the quality of anything? Everything? Just Could the quality the, of everything. The, the, well, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, it feels like a, a vague thing to sort of measure but no no i just mean the 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 relationships between men and women in uh the military like if it if it actually does cause sexual harassment claims to drop okay let's talk surviving r kelly just straight from like good men marines to terrible terrible men like r kelly so in the last what six weeks maybe lifetime has released a six-part docuseries called surviving r kelly which has includes 50 interviews with um ex-girlfriends women in his life family members that all all claim to have been abused in some way shape or form by r kelly so I have a question, and you may not know the answer to this. Okay. Did he, was he actually part of, hey, why don't you do a documentary about my life? No, he I'm was assuming not. like he, he did not sign off on this. Correct. Correct. Okay. So Lifetime decided to make a documentary about what a shitbag he is. They said they've been working on it for years. Like, okay. I think I was confused when we first started talking yeah. about this earlier. Yeah. Um, so, so like yeah, okay. years ago, you know, R. Kelly and, and Tracy and I were talking this when we were prepping, like R. Kelly has been brought up on charges of sexual misconduct and abuse for years in 2002 and 2003 and 2004. Then he did that weird like live stage performance thing where there was sort of reliving a rape scene. Um, and <sighs> I think that there was, there has always been sort of anecdotal again, anecdotal sort of evidence of bad behavior on the part of R. Kelly. And and years ago, Lifetime started sort of digging into these women that were coming to the surface, talking about it. And so they finally put it out. Um, but it was released without any, any like reports of sexual assault or misconduct. You know, like nobody went to file a charge with the police or with... So with all whomever. the women that were in the documentary, none of them, they were all willing to... Not ne- not testify, but speak to Clearly. The people doing the d- documentary. Yes. I've not watched it. Because partly I thought that I did not realize that it was, that R. Kelly wasn't really a part of it. Like yeah. I thought it was, and I didn't want to do anything to support R. Kelly. No. And <laughs> like and if he was, if pe- he was making a documentary. People that, people that have watched it in my circle have sort of said like, if you have the the strength like if you feel strong enough to watch it watch it but it it is not for the sort of faint of heart that it's very very obviously tragic and um sort of perpetuating um how it's hard to sort of nail down a person like r kelly somebody with money and um celebrity and power. and there's videos there are videos of him having sex with a woman that is like 14 right? well he married it was was it Aaliyah? anyway his first wife was 15 when they got married and like turns out that they have forged some sort of you know it wasn't like um he didn't force her to marry obviously she but they forged documentation to prove that she was 18 to do it so yes i mean i think that he has had inappropriate relationships with teenage girls for sure 
Yeah. Um, but and he was making music as much as like three years ago, right? Or is he still making music today? I don't know. I think he always makes like, um, you know, like not mainstream, but like cult, cult kind of albums. You know what I mean? Like a constant rolling amount of music that like his fucked up followers listen to. So basically what happened was this thing came out and then uh, the, the C- Cook County State's attorney, Kim Fox, um, Cook County is, in, is the biggest county in Illinois. It, it encompasses Chicago, made a plea for victims to come forward because she said, we can't do anything unless somebody sort of decides to press charges. So she said, please come forward. There's nothing that can be done to investigate these allegations without the cooperation of both victims and witnesses. We cannot seek justice without you. We need actual witnesses and victims to have the courage to tell their stories. And uh, two women came out. One woman who said she was victimized in the singer's studio, ran away from Georgia to be with him. The other woman is from Chicago, but now lives in Detroit and claimed the incident occurred at her grandmother's house. This is the first time both women have reported the alleged crime to authorities. So I think it's like this crazy thing where like everybody knows he's a piece of shit and clearly are willing to talk to Lifetime to like be on TV. But nobody's like mounting a case against him that he can't slip out of because, like I said earlier, he has sort of evaded a handful of other allegations in the past right i mean harvey weinstein did too for what 20 years yeah and i guess that same attorney went to r kelly's house recently because there was i guess a tip that he was holding two women hostage there yeah that was like another thing like he always people always say that he like he kidnaps people right but but she found no wrongdoing like when she got i guess when they investigated when the police showed up the women said no we weren't being held against our will Yeah. So everybody's talking about it, writing about it. Rolling Stones magazine wrote one, um, surviving R. Kelly, how Michelle Kramer rescued her daughter from a hotel. So like in one of the most dramatic moments of the Lifetime series, a mother is reunited with her daughter who she hasn't seen in years, like on the fucking docuseries, like finds her. And so I guess the thing now is like, okay, this thing has happened. The buck stops here. Like we've, we've found you out R. Kelly. And also, like now it's time to comp- like all these 50 women that were interviewed for the docuseries. It's time to like put your money where your mouth is and let's do this thing. Oh, that's a terrible metaphor for this story, but you know what I mean? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, don't let the door hit you. R Kelly. Right. I mean, I hope, I hope that like the, I hope what's been happening in other places in the like sort of me too movement, um, can sort of infiltrate entertainment. I mean, people have, said that it is a tougher industry for this sort of change to really take hold. Yeah, but I've kind of felt like Hollywood was really trying to step up and, and Hollywood. I sort I guess I mean like when I say entertainment, I guess I mean music. All of it. But I consider that part of Hollywood. Oh, you do? Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean kinda. I guess I guess all musicians aren't in Hollywood. Did you see that great Maroon Five did a great song highlighting all these women and giving like props to women and I'll I'll send it to you and we can talk about it next week but I do think that certain corners of the music industry is sort of making the change so I don't know fuck you R. Kelly yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um that was fun today I mean lots of I think that uh we tried we tried to steer away a little bit from politics this week because it's just going to like sort of swallow us whole. We did not mention another woman's in the race on the Democratic side, not one that I will particularly be supporting. Telsey Gabbard, Congresswoman from Hawaii, is you running. You don't like her? 
Um, I think she's probably a fine person. She's the golden child of Hare Krishna in Hawaii. So she's, um, she's in a religious cult, which I think that maybe is not the right fit for the president of this country. Hmm. Yeah. Not that I would want to discriminate on religion because that's a terrible thing to do. Um, but I think if the Democrats are trying to win it back, maybe somebody slightly more mainstream should be getting that nomination. Or maybe somebody that's just as crazy as, you know, the, the Republicans. The that, D Trump. You know, we have D right. Trump. I did a webinar today for AAPC and interviewed Bonnie Siegel, who's a brand brand specialist for the Republicans. And she she was trying also, much like you, Tracy Dietz, um, trying to be, you know, more subtle about her opinion about the president of the United States. Um, so she said, like it or not, Donald Trump has the strongest brand, maybe in the history of politicians in this country. And then she said, that is actually a fact because he says very Trumpian things. And when people tried to have, when people tried to tell him to be maybe more informed or kind, his numbers plummeted. And then when he was Trumpian, his numbers skyrocketed. I was like, Oh my God. I mean, I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I was like, I fucking hate that guy. (laughs) All true. It is. It is all true. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, friends. And next week, we're going to be in the same room. So I'll be with my friend and we'll all be listening together. Yeah, so it'll be fun next week.